Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon. And Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. And thanks for giving us uh, some of your time here as we take you until 1 o'clock. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, we're going to head to Lincoln, catch up with our buddy Stephen M. Simple from On3 Media. Uh, we will, um, I'm going to pick Sip's brain. Trent and I are both, we're bullish on these Hawkeyes. Uh, are we wearing the black? I've never worn a pair of black and gold colored glasses in my 27 year career, but I'm on board this year, uh, with what I think is going to be a pretty special season over in Iowa City. And how do they see it outside of uh, the borders of the state of Iowa? So we'll pick Sip's brain on that other Big Ten stuff. I saw that, uh, apparently the Penn State Michigan State game was a, um, not an olive branch, but certainly a, a a gesture that was well received within the Big Ten offices as they try to make amends with NBC and the contract mm-hmm. that Kevin Warren left behind. Uh, that was the reason that they agreed to move that game, both being good partners. And um, so that's why the Michigan State-Penn State game has been moved to Ford Field. And there's probably still some more to go. Trev Albert says... We'd love to turn the lights on and host a game in November. So we'll talk to Sip and look forward to doing so at 1130. 12.05, uh, off to Las Vegas. We'll just keep going west. Uh, we'll catch up with uh, Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circa. He won't be with us tomorrow. He is with us today. Today they had their major contest announcement. Uh, that um, we've talked about it, Circa Survivor and Circa Millions, and now we know the particulars of the 2023 contest. Mike Palm will join us at 12.05 to share those details uh, with, uh, with, with the audience. We will be out there. We're inviting listeners to come out there. We've got another phenomenal rate uh, for you to take advantage of. Is that up on our Twitter feed yet or in the process of doing so? Yeah, it'll be up here certainly within the next uh, half hour, 20 Half hour, yeah. 20 minutes. All right. So it's a 30% off room rate, mm-hmm. and it covers the weekend, too, weekend in August. Last weekend of the fair, last weekend of... Oh, I don't know about that. I don't either, but it, I mean, it makes no you, difference. You're going to the to fair me. this year? God, no. Um, no. Um and if, then school starts the next week because you've got a football you're, you're, game. You jump week, way right? in front of me. You and your planning. I I live day to day. I don't got time to be looking three months into the future. <laughs> school well, it ended yesterday for Jack. We still got another week for Ella. Mm-hmm. I, I got to get through all this before I start thinking that far ahead. I think it's the last week before school starts before your football schedule starts uh, because the Saturday is what the eighth, the Friday, the eighteenth, or the nineteenth of August. I think it is. So you'll be working the next week. This will be your last weekend to let your hair down. Oh, and we will. And yes, indeed, you will. (laughs) So, yeah, the room rate is good August 8th through the 13th. We'll be doing our show at least Friday, maybe two weeks before. Yes. So at least Friday, maybe Thursday and Friday, depending on scheduling and flights and everything. We'll be doing our show from out there. We'll have VIP access again to Stadium Swim. You can hang out with us at the cabana. You can do that. We'll have a VIP access to the world's largest sports book. Mm. We got you covered. I got the placards all ready to go. So if you book with Miller and Condon on the link, that'll be up shortly on our Twitter feed. 
You'll have access to all of that. Yeah, we're not travel agents. We're not taking a no, cut on this, by no, the way. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> right. 30% off at Circa. And if you are a big sports gambler, we've talked about this, Bet Bash is also happening that week. So if you're already planning on going out there for Bet Bash, you can do it. Get a good room rate mm-hmm. on top of it. A really cool event if you're a sports wagering, interested in the business, interested in maybe making a little bit more money or finding out how people kind There's of something make for their everyone, money. Trent. Yes. There really is. It's called Bet Bash. The guy that runs it, his name's Spanky. Just find him on Twitter at Spanky is where you can find him. But Bet Bash is the event also happening leading into the weekend with us. And we'll be signing up for the two big contests <laughs> once again. We went through it for the first time yep. a year ago, and now feel even briefly. more comfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, some of us lasted longer than others. It's true. Uh, briefly. Uh, we, but it was fun while it lasted, and I, we're looking forward to getting the band back together and doing it again. So Mike Palm will join us. Then we're going to talk some baseball with our buddy Tommy Birch uh, from the Des Moines Register. Love talking baseball with a good baseball mind in Tommy Birch, and we'll do that uh, coming up at 1230. So uh, um, no basketball last night. Basketball resumes tonight. Looking forward to that. Did you have a chance to watch any of the hockey last night? Pretty good game. Yeah, I watched uh, all the fourth or all the third period. And did you see the hurt hit early in the first period? I, I saw the highlight of that. Holy yeah. crap! That was a textbook. Perf- Sam Bennett. I mean, I hope this slaving guy. And he's a big man. Yeah, he's Bennett's not as as big. Bigger they are, the harder they fall. Uh, and that was an example of a perfectly clean, just decleater. I mean, just knocked them out of. Um, Oh, it's 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 one of those ones that'll leave a mark. Anyways, uh, so Florida moves on. Matthew Kachuk, the the hero again. He had the game winning goal in three of the four wins, and the Florida Panthers, an eight seed who, if it would have should have should have been playing golf at the end of the regular <laughs> season, but here they are playing for a Stanley Cup against either the Dallas Stars or more likely the Vegas Golden Knights, and that could be determined tonight. Kind of ho hum, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vegas, Florida. Vegas, Florida. For Dallas, Stanley Florida. Hey, yeah, go Florida, go. I mean, I do not want Vegas to win. Why? I, th- why is that? Just because they haven't paid their dues. <laughs> why not? Because they just got in the league and they've been. In, they're always in the final for crying out loud. Yeah, that's a little annoying. It, no, no, little annoying. <laughs> and it's not just us Jets, Jets fans. There's a bunch of franchises that uh, wild. Wild, right? They've been around a long time, and uh-huh. they've never had that opportunity. So, yeah, no, go Florida, go. Um, anyways, we'll get uh, we'll get to, to that more. So coming up, I watched a ton of baseball last night. A lot, including more. which games? Did you so, watch any Cubs, Mets? I watched a ton of that. Yep. that Stroman was, was good, huh? Yes, he was. How about that play? To where he which was one? The one where he uh, oh, got it he, off the mound and looked like a shortstop. He did. And he, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was coming out of his hand either. It looked right. like he kind of bobbled it yeah. as he was getting it out of the mitt. This is a multiple gold glover as a pitcher. He's like five seven. He's a tiny little guy, yeah, but he can throw it, and he's got a little. Uh, he's got a little um, pizzazz to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, I hope the Cubs re-sign him. I, I do. I hope the Cubs. They don't break the bank. And Cappy, we asked him about that yesterday. He was kind of tepid, mm-hmm. I think, uh, in his response. He could see them doing it, but didn't want to go overboard and give them multi-years. But uh, that was, uh, Cubs will go for the sweep, as you just heard Ron Zamas tell us uh, at the uh, sports update. By the way, were you listening right prior to her? There was a bunch of music on. I thought her station kind of flipped to... Did you hear that I promo? think it was like one of the iHeart promos yes. for one of their events, yeah. I have. I heard of Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. Um, that was it. That was it. How about you? 
I wasn't listening to that gotcha. closely. So that does that genre of music is that what they play on Kiss? Yeah, yeah. That's where I would listen to that. Yeah, top okay. forty stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 107.5 Kiss FM, our sister station. Anyway, you used to be bop to a lot of pop music. When I, I first did. met you. I, I do. don't hear it nearly as much anymore. Well, you don't play it. No, that's true. It's up to you, dude. <laughs> You've got the button in your hand. That's true. Uh, what do we expect tonight? Uh, Miami hangs around. Do they, It's a game. Do you take the points? Oh, yeah. I did right away. And what is it? Eight and a half? It's eight and a half, yeah. Is it's that, down to seven and a half. I see you yeah, one it? spot here this morning. So there has been a little Miami buyback. And just, I can't go into this game not having a ticket on Miami. Right. One great third quarter from Boston, and suddenly we're supposed to forget everything that yeah. we saw for the first three and a half games of this series. Fair, fair. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, could Boston go out there and win this thing by 15 plus? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Vincent is out. Does that make a difference for you? Ah, uh, not really. No, okay. they're really depleted. I mean, they're yeah. they're down to. They're really getting them without Hero out there. Obviously, mm-hmm. did you see him on the bench the other day with that goofy hat that he was wearing? My God, some of the fashion, different style. Isn't it, it is. It's a different style. Um, and if they do advance, there's a chance he comes back, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, shooter. He is. They've been better when he's been off the bench though than mm-hmm. as a starter. Boston, what they did in the three point shooting, we mentioned the dribble handoff, doing a lot of that, a lot of high screens, and getting guys involved. But it was also the volume. A three-point shooting. We hadn't seen that, at least in this series to this point from Boston. Did they unlock something? Mm. Did they finally hit a right button where if we're going to win this series, we're mm-hmm. not going to out-tough this team. We're not going to out-grind this team. We're not going to have the will that this team has. What we're going to have to do is one of the things we're at best, and that's shoot the ball and shoot yeah. a ton of threes. I think maybe they gave me an inkling at minimum. Boston's got a chance. Yeah, and they shot a lot of threes, and they shot a lot of threes very well. I mean, they were, what, 40-something, 40-45% of memory serves uh, in that game, shooting the three ball. So, um, look, if um, we get a, get we get it to a game six over the weekend, mm-hmm. that, that works for me. Uh, that, that'll be fun. Scheduled for Saturday. TBD, I see, on the time for the Saturday. I game. would have to think it would be prime time, wouldn't you it? You would think so, yeah. And, and then if there, is a, if there is a comeback, another one they would play on Monday, and on that's Monday. for sure yes. in prime time. Absolutely. What a way to cap off a Memorial Day weekend. Huh? Be pretty good. Oh, be pretty good. Be darn good. I'd be all for it. Um, Jamie Pollard and the uh, Cyclone Tailgate Tour wrapped up yesterday. I think it wrapped up. Um, they finished up here in Des Moines. But prior to that, they made a stop over, where were they? Cedar Rapids? KCRG. They're based where? They're in Cedar Rapids, yeah. There was a Marshalltown stop there. I'm not sure if this was where it was, but... Wherever it was, they, they put a microphone in front of uh, Jamie Pollard regarding the gambling um, that uh, Iowa State apparently, well, not apparently, they are um, named in uh, the, some of their athletes as well as over at the University of Iowa. But I thought listening to Jamie Pollard, the questions that were asked and the answers, I, um, I, I, I learned something from this. Do we have that audio? Let, let's listen to Jamie Pollard. This from KCRG Television uh, over in uh, Cedar Rapids. I mean, what happened is the Department of uh, Criminal Investigation, DCI, in the state of Iowa, investigated on their own, both Iowa and Iowa State, athletics buildings, and determined that there were some unusual patterns happening, and so they subpoenaed several minors and or individuals that perhaps were using somebody else's account. By the mere fact they did that, and the subject matter was sports betting, 
caused both Iowa and Iowa State then to have a potential NCA eligibility issue. In the big scheme of things, this will be a blip in everybody's life. For the individuals that are caught up in it, it'll be traumatic for them in the short term. But how you handle it, how you handle adversity, can make the difference between it being a blip in your life or ruining your life. And there might be some real hard lessons to be learned. There's not one of those athletes or one of our staff members that has said, I didn't know I couldn't do it. It's clear they were educated multiple times. They knew they couldn't do it, and they still did it. I thought forthright from Jamie Pollard mm-hmm. um, with his response, and, and he's right. It's not like they didn't know about it. Right. Nobody's claimed, man, you know, why didn't somebody tell me this? I had no idea I couldn't do this. Um, that was not part of it. Um, and Pollard, uh, to his credit, got that out there, um, but was willing to to know to answer the questions as to what's going on. Uh, and I applaud him for doing that. I thought that was a really good soundbite. That would have been very easy to duck those kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, oh, a, it's an ongoing investigation. Yep. We're just going to... Yeah. And that was let not the, the investigation play out. I'm going to guess if these same questions were asked somebody on the east side of the state, <laughs> that yeah. would have been the response that you would have yeah. received. Well, they wouldn't have answered. They would have taken a while. They would have gone to their legal department <laughs> to say how they should respond, and then it would have been a non-response response. But Pollard was uh, asked the question and answered it uh, willingly. Um, so there you have it. So is the shoe going to drop? Next week, as we're, we're told it is, we um, are under the assumption that um, of the players that we are quite certain are involved, it could affect Iowa State worse than the University of Iowa, meaning they are critical players. Uh, when you take a look at the depth chart that's still up there from last year, they're all on that in very prominent roles mm-hmm. as in starters. Four? Four, three of which are starters, one of which is a backup, but ended up being the guy. Um, and at the University of Iowa, by all accounts, or what we've been told so far, these are it's not going to reverberate if indeed there is any type of suspension. Now, we don't know what the suspensions are going to be. Right. That, that is, um, you know, how, how do you ever know what the NCAA is going to do? You, you, you just don't, right? Um, they could rule one day on something one day, and the very same thing the next day is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it is it going to be a game? Is it going to be a year? Uh, is it going to be somewhere in between? Uh, we'll find out. But um, good for Jamie Pollard. I think, I think uh, that in the next week, Maybe it's a short week. Does that make it bleed into the next week? Mm-hmm. I think everybody just wants to wants to get this over with. And when it does, when there is a um, um, a decision, will we know? Will they come out and say the players' names? Is that some sort of? Because it's not a HIPAA thing, but there's another no. one. There's another one that they fall uh, that they hide behind. Um, student uh, records. There's there's one I'm missing, Trent, isn't there's not HIPAA. Isn't it's not HIPAA, no. I, I don't I'm not even sure where you're going because with something like this it's an NCAA investigation. So I, they would name names? Yeah, absolutely. Well they should. Yeah. I was just trying to I, I was I guess I was, you know, kind of thinking out loud. I hope that there's nothing that they can, you know, um provide cover on. And as Pollard said, look, it's 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 how you handle it, right? This this is going to be a blip for most, uh, but it's how you go about it. Do you pick yourself up, put it behind you, learn from it, and move on? Um, Or does it linger with you? So 
um, the story's coming to a head. It is, yeah. We're getting to finally a resolution of some mm-hmm. sort. Um, Did you see Cincinnati last night caught up in a situation? No. Nope. Two of their baseball coaches, apparently in the middle of a game, oh, geez. were fired. Because sports betting just came to Ohio recently. Yeah. Um, and, and they had a couple of their baseball coaches. Middle of the game. Done. That's a stinger, huh? That leaves a mark, right? That leaves <laughs> a mark. But I, you know what? I think it's going to happen um, in, in states where gambling is legal. I do. I, th- you know, was, uh, I was going to ask Sip this. You know, do you do you think that there's it's going to hit Nebraska? Well, it's not legal yet in the state of Nebraska, so I wouldn't think because your your app doesn't work. There's geofencing, so even if you you know have access to to a family member over in the state of Iowa, once you leave the border of Iowa, it, it doesn't work. It instantly shuts down. So, um, but in states where it is. I would anticipate that there's going to be more of this. And um, are the two in-state schools going to be the the poster child of the, of the, we told you you can't do this, we mean you can't do this, we shall see. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, more about that in the days ahead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Next I, I week? So. One thing I, I saw from the Iowa side of it, we mentioned there's four, what we've heard, pretty prominent names for Iowa State. Iowa, I saw it relayed, uh, Brad Heinrichs, who runs the Iowa Swarm mm-hmm. Collective, he put it at about a 3 out of 10, yeah. is when the names come out, about mm-hmm. a 3 out of 10. So you'd anticipate maybe there's a guy that wasn't, at best, I think 3 out of 10, it's not going to be Caleb Johnson. It's not going to be Cooper no, DeGene. No, no. It's not These going to be down the Corey chart. Taylor. You're right. So Maybe a guy that was, at best, an anticipated starter. Maybe one of those names, you know, something like... Might play some special teams. When I hear three out of ten... Right. ...and say it's three, four, five guys... What would you What would you put Iowa State's number at if you're using that if, if it's the four names that we heard, eight out of ten? I was going to go eight, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's prominent. Mm-hmm. And I know there's rumors, and we're not going to go with rumors out there. We've heard pretty concrete data on our side. I don't think either of us are comfortable sharing those names. But I think everybody's listening. Well, they're on message boards yeah. for crying out loud. And on Twitter. And on Twitter. And Facebook. Right. Right. And Instagram. And right. it, wherever you go. Yes. And at the corner bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. If you really want to search for it, you can find it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, back to your baseball from yesterday. So mm-hmm. um, did you watch any of the Twins in I the afternoon? No. Duran threw a pitch 105 miles an hour. Is that accurate? 106, I saw. 106? He threw, I think, uh, something four or six pitches between 103 and 106. What's the record? It's got to be that, doesn't it? I would have to. I mean, they haven't been tracking this forever. Um, but you see, occasionally, I mean, I threw you know, topped 100 miles an hour, 101. This was 106. So yesterday, uh, the official one was 104.6 for Duran. The fastest before was 103.8 this season from Jordan Hicks. Who we know can definitely throw. Yeah. Uh, Aroldis Chapman holds the Guinness World Record for fastest what? baseball at 105.8. That's unthinkable. How do you hit that, right? You don't. Now, you there was a pitch. You. <laughs> there was a pitch by Nolan Ryan that was allegedly 108.1. God, he was good, Trent. Do you remember him <laughs> oh, in his prime? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember the no hitters with the Rangers uh-huh. and the Astros and. Yeah, 108.1. He made his debut. When did they say this pitch is? I'm scrolling through an account here. The pitch was recorded in 1974. Now, 
I'm not going to rip on you oldies, but <laughs> I'm not know. sure no, we don't know. We about no the technology in 1974. Trent, you had to get up to change the channel in 1974. You couldn't shop on Sundays in 1974. I remember 1984. How about Bob Feller? There's an island. 107.6 in 1946. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to make fun of the old people older than you. No, you can't make fun of Bob Feller. I mean, this guy put his career on hold to go serve his country in his prime. There. Yeah. I'm talking more about the technology yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. 1946 against the Washington Center's 107.6. <laughs> in recent days, Araldus Chapman, this was uh, 105.1 in 2010. So, so how would they go back and measure these things? Well, I guess from point A to point B? You and- would, yeah. You'd use like a stop frame. you kind of go that direction and, and figure it out. And, and you can't use a handheld watch. You have to have a little mm-hmm. more technology than that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure. I, I would like to see those those pitches looked at again. Yeah, me too. Who's the best pitcher you've ever seen pitch? Live or? Yeah, live. Mm. In person. Johan Santana. When he was at his apex. He was really good. Yeah, Cy Young Award winner mm-hmm. um, those two years with his changeup. That was just mm-hmm. unhittable. You guys knew it would come in, and they'd still be mm-hmm. in front of it. It'd be Johan. I saw him at his apex. Um, Maddox, I saw a couple of times. Such a different pitcher, right? He when was. You, all these fireballers, and there he is painting corners and getting calls. That was one that was just incredibly excited to watch him, uh-huh. to watch his craft. Those would be probably the two that I saw maybe at their best. I've seen Smoltz pitch before, but uh-huh. it wasn't at his best. Was he a reliever was, or a starter? He was time? still a starter, but was on the back end of it. Incredible career. What did he end up with? Over 300 saves and 200 wins? A bunch. Like that? Just incredible. And a great guy, too. Great guy. One of my favorite interviews ever at spring training. Those are the ones that would jump out to me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, Ryan, you got a little more resume. Yeah, I'm a little older. Right? You Ryan, saw Nolan Ryan pitch in yeah, person. Yeah, Nolan Ryan pitch in person at the Metrodome. Most of them are probably at the Metrodome. Um, uh, Clements. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Randy Johnson. Saw, saw Randy Johnson pitch in person. That's a good one. Heard that just jumped into the mm-hmm. memory. Pedro. Never saw Pedro in person. Mm-hmm. Command of the mound. Oh, jeez. Chirping. Yeah. Doing his thing. Yeah. In an era that was completely different. And the way that he dominated guys during that era. Oh, boy. So so much fun to watch guys out there and see how they do it. I've also seen the other Viola. Half. I loved watching Viola pitch. Yeah. He, uh, I saw Bly Levin. Yeah. That was uh, my first game up in 1987 against the Seattle Mariners, sitting way at top of the Metrodome. But you were in the building. You couldn't have been happier. Yeah. You thought you were in heaven, right? And didn't even know what it was going to turn out to be that season as they went on to win the World uh-huh, Series. Uh-huh. Also saw the back end of it. I saw the debut early in the season against your Blue Jays. Latroy Hawkins making his first career start. Really, first pitch, ninety-seven at the time. That's like, ooh, he's really bringing it. Second pitch, Tony Fernandez home run. <laughs> All right, here we go. What a great shortstop Tony Fernandez he was. was. Boy, he was smooth. He was really good. All right, we will take our uh, first time out. Uh, what did I just got text? Who's this? Uh, Scherzer versus Baumgartner? Eh, pretty good. That's a pretty good matchup, yeah, July nice the 4th. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is really good. All right, we will um, get to the BMW Des Moines guest list. We're going to talk to Sipple right away here coming up at 11.30. We'll grab Sip. We'll talk about the Big Ten West. We'll talk about the Big Ten overall, uh, what he's hearing as far as is there. Are you hearing, and I don't know if I believe this part of the, I mean, I can't get enough of what reading the realignment stuff, right? There are folks out there that truly believe that the Big Ten is going to make some offers next week to Pac-12 schools. I, I don't buy it. It's difficult to think that that's going to happen. With a new commissioner just on the job, 
That sounds like he is repairing a lot of relationships mm-hmm. with athletic directors, mm-hmm. with school presidents, with <laughs> to television networks. Television networks. While he's doing that, oh by the way, I'm just going to go out there yeah. and get Oregon, Washington. That's why I don't buy it. And we heard the blowback was from the athletic directors and commissioners were not ready for Oregon and Washington. Nah, that doesn't pass. I, the smell don't, test. I don't think it does either. And we'll have an egg on our face as it happens next week. Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay, but we got to, you know, got to put your pin. Look at how we both thought that Boston had to be in front after the first quarter, 12 minutes uh, in game number four. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're trailing. They come back and blow them out in the second half of the game. I win some, lose some. We'll take our time out, come back. We're going to talk to Stephen M. Sipple, Mike Palm uh, from Circa. Their contests were announced this morning. Circa Survivors, Circa Millions. The details will be up on the Miller & Condon Twitter account if you want to travel out there with us. Look, you don't have to sign up. There's, there's, they're not going to follow you, you know, around until you sign up, and then they'll give you the deal. If you want to, try, if you want to experience Circa, if you want to get away in the middle of August, look, I know it's warm, I know it's hot outside, um, but there's a roof over your head on Fremont Street, and there's a roof over your head and air conditioning throughout the building at Circa in the sports book. It is spectacular. It truly is. If you love sports, uh, you need to get away. You've stayed on the strip forever. Uh, Listen to us. You'll be glad you did. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe that. Take our advice. Get uh, get down to Fremont Street. Stay at Circa. 30% off roommate. Of course, the, the uh, quicker that you book, the better your rate will be. Uh, 30% off might be $200 today. Might be $400 if you linger. Miller & Condon underway on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for SIP. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Hi, Millery Congan. Welcome back. Just past 11.30 on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's catch up with our friend Stephen M. Sippel, Husker Online, part of On3 Sports. Also does mornings over on uh, 93.7, uh, the ticket over there. Uh, talk radio for our buddy Stephen M. And he joins us. Hello, Sip. Good to catch up with you. How have you been, Steve? Oh, I'd say good. How about you guys? Doing well. Counting down the days, like I'm sure a lot of you over there are until we have football in the uh, air. Uh, but uh, lots to get, lot of, uh, to get to in advance of that, Sip. And I, I guess where I want to start with you is I'm sure you've taken a look at the Big Ten West. You may have seen some of the um, over-under totals and some of the odds to win the division have come out. Of course, I think Nebraska's in line to get sports wagering here very quickly. We have it over here. When you look at the Big Ten West, who do you see as the school to beat? Let me start there. Yeah, you probably have talked about it. I haven't talked about it much over here. When Nebraska is not prominent in the race, we don't discuss it a lot over here. Uh, 
But, you know, I mean, I like Iowa. If I had to pick somebody right now, I'd pick Iowa. Wisconsin's a close second. And there you go. I mean, that's kind of where we are, what we're always doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what your constituency would think about that. Um, I know there's some uncomfortable conversations in your neck of the woods, but I mean, I like that. I like Cade McNamara. Yep. I like that they brought in. They brought in some other pieces that get your attention. I always like it when coaches. Um, I mean, I don't like it when coaches have their backs against the wall. But it, it can be very productive. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so I, all that, I like all that. I like the stability um, at the top, whereas Wisconsin is making a huge adjustment. They got, I, I mean, and Wisconsin's offensive line struggled last year more than, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a vintage Wisconsin offensive line by stretch. Now, both Iowa and Wisconsin are going to have to get better up front, but I still think they're good enough to win the division. I don't know. I don't think Minnesota is. I don't know if you'd say Illinois. I'd say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say no. I don't think they are. Uh, Purdue certainly not. Um, again, I mean, I don't think they're going to re- I don't think they got the horses to repeat. They lost a lot at, with an, and, and have a new coach. So I like Iowa. I'd pick Iowa right now with Wisconsin closely behind. That's where we are, too, and the betting odds are not that way. Wisconsin is a significant favorite to win the division, plus huh. 160, where Iowa is huh. currently 3-1 to one over at Bet Rivers. They're the first ones to have up the uh, division odds, at least at, at this point in time. You mentioned Wisconsin in the transition. You guys went through a transition, a major one, and it looks like offensively the Badgers are going to do the same. I, that's what I continue to struggle with, Sip, is going from power run-based game to what they're going to try to do with Mordecai at the quarterback position and opening up that offense and doing it in October and November in Madison doesn't seem like the easiest transition. What do you anticipate we're going to see in year number one making that move? Well, I, I mean, I know that they call that the air raid, what they're doing, but I think they're still going to run it a lot. It'll just be out of, it won't be out of a, you know, power set. So I think, I mean, Longo ran, Phil Longo mm-hmm. is the offensive coordinator. He ran it a lot in North Carolina. They, remember, they had two great running backs at one point. I still think they'll run it a lot, just out of different, out of a different kind of look. It won't be the Wisconsin power looks that we've seen, but they got, they got, you know, still got Braylon Allen. They still got Ches Malusi. Malusi, they're good. I mean, they can run. And, Again, Longo has run it a lot, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could check me on that, but I, I know. Let's put it this way: I'm kind of parroting. I work alongside Bill Bush now. Bill Bush was the defensive coordinator here for the final eight games, and Bush is now on our show every day, and that's what he thinks. He thinks that Wisconsin still, they're not going to abandon the run, and they're, they'll probably still run it a lot. Uh, just, I just don't think you have Braylon Allen and not run. Uh, right, your yeah, yeah. Right. So I think I think they'll still run. Uh, Steve Sipple is uh, is our guest. Sip, so uh, let's expand on that uh, just just a little bit because I'm glad that you said that that uh, you see it the same way we do. Is 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 Iowa 
uh, at least to, to in our way of thinking, is the team to beat. That's uh, we think their defense. You would think that they would take a step back with the guys that they lost. I don't think that they do, which is hard to believe. Um, and then offensively, bringing in the weapons in the wide receiver room that they have, another tight end uh, to go along with an, an already strong group of tight ends that are returning. We think that they can run. But Kate McNamara is the difference, Sip. If you've got a yeah. quarterback, I mean, you've got a chance. Yeah, he is. He, that is. That was obvious. I, always, I don't want to come on your radio show and just say obvious things. Yeah, you, you struggled with a quarterback last year. But I, the one thing that that I think got lost is Iowa up front was the problem. Uh-huh. I, I thought that that was a really substandard offensive line for Iowa. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's yeah. the way I saw it. It was 100% I mean, right. Yeah, I thought they ha- almost had to just do things that they – I didn't even look like Iowa's offense, and my guess is – I don't. I haven't talked to Kirk. I haven't talked to either of the Ferrances, but I just think they kind of had to do whatever it took, and that so it didn't really even look like Iowa to me. So, yeah, I, they got to get better up front. But Matthew McNamara is a huge piece, man. I mean, that's I saw him. I mean, I saw him firsthand in Lincoln, and they won the game. They won a tough game at night here, and McNamara was, was good. He was on his screws. Uh, he's a tough, tough kid. Uh, tough, and he'll make. He's not going to ease up in tight situations. And you know what? Here's the deal, guys. You're going to be in a lot of tight situations. Yep. Everybody in the yep. is going to be, which is nobody's that good. So you know, I always say if the people always say, "I mean, what's Nebraska got to do?" Sip. What's it's the same thing? I was probably got to do. You better win a bunch of close games, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is quarterback play. I mean, that's not all of it. It's a complicated discussion, but a lot of it is quarterback play. Sip, uh, let's get into Nebraska. And very simply, feels like they have an adult now running the program. Didn't always get that from Scott Frost and some of the things that we've heard about him and what was happening inside both the football offices and outside the football offices. Matt Rule is a football coach, and it's not it's not about being who you were or what you once were or doing other things. It's about being a football coach. Is that a very simple way of looking like this thing can turn around because they finally have an adult back in the head coaching role? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I think when you're talking about football and life in general, it can be pretty complicated. And the, the Frost conversation is complicated, but, but, I mean, he just made a lot of bad moves. I mean, he, he, he let it get away from him. It's like a, it's like he was riding a bull. It just it just fucked him off and then and then kicked him. I mean, it, he just lost handle. He he just lost a grip on it and it got away from. Him. Um, rule. Well, now I, I don't want to do this thing at Nebraska or anywhere anymore. Why just say yeah? This is the guy. No. <laughs> We've done that <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to fall into that. Yeah, it looks good. He's. He, he seems to fit the culture really well, not only from just the way he embraces the mania. It's, it's, it's mania here. Hmm. Uh, but, but also the way he's – I don't know if you, saw, if you saw the USA Today article this week. The style and the approach is something that we like here. And 
I won't ramble. It's fascinating. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting, though. He says, we're going to practice a long time. We're going to be physical. That's not in vogue in college football. Um, but we're going we're gonna to be a, a team that practices a long time, and we're going to physical practice, which he did in the spring. And then he said, our strength, our strength is a big, strong offensive line in our running game. Now, of course, people love that. Now, here's the thing, though, and I was just looking at it yesterday pretty closely. He's never run the ball very well in his previous stops. If you look at Temple and you look at Baylor's college stops, they were never a better than 61st nationally in rushing offense. If you look at what he did at Carolina, they were they were 20th in the NFL one year, his, full, his first full year, and then they're 21st in 2021, his second full year. So, I mean, the bottom line is he's never – really run an organization or a program that ran the ball particularly well and now he's saying that's what we're going to do so i mean i yeah i mean i, I want to see it i think they could be pretty good run blocking team up front they do have a good stable running back guys they do um but i you know i'm i'm just in the waiting team mode uh, I'm in the wait and see mode on uh, on the quarterback Jeff Sims, who I think mean, there's been a lot of transfers out of that position uh, already. Thompson decided he's not going to stick around; he's going to go where he thinks the grass is greener. See that as playing time. Jeff Sims arrives from Georgia Tech, and apparently Sims had a really good spring. What can you tell us about the uh, about the starting quarterback? I think it's okay to be wait and see mode on Sims because he threw. You know, I think his his ratio at Georgia Tech was 30 touchdowns and 23 interceptions. Mm-hmm. And his and his completion percentage was a little low. I think under it was under sixty percent. Now I will say this though, you know, in the spring game, he, the, he if you're looking for re, for reasons to be optimistic, for reasons that Nebraska can get to a bowl game, he's number one. I mean, he is. He's number one. Uh, maybe Rule would say no. It's the offensive line and running game. It's sort of the same conversation because it's. He's part of that. He's going to run it. He can run. He's a really good runner. Uh, now, he's he's pass first, though. So he's the perfect guy. He's the perfect guy you want. He's a pass first guy that can run. And he's, he's a dynamic athlete, guys. Is he? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's breathtaking <laughs> that way. And big, too. Yeah, when you see him, 6'4", 220, and then see him move, yeah, it's, he's they got it. They have a lot of potential there. But again, you got cut down picks. They asked him this spring, cut down interceptions and raise your completion percentage. If, if he can get over sixty percent and cut down his picks, yes, yeah, he'll he'll do well. Uh, Sip, I want to ask you about the, the news that uh, that Kevin Warren left a, a, a bunch of uh, bunch of problems for Petiti to fix, in, including you know problems potentially with NBC and the fact that they thought they were going to get some night games in November. It's always been we we were told it was a policy, not a steadfast rule. I think they've come up with another word for it uh, as of late. But uh, Trev Alberts uh, yesterday or the day before said, "Look, if, if uh, the Big Ten asks us to play a game under the lights um, at Memorial Stadium, we would love to do it." And looking at the schedule, maybe I'm not sure Maryland Nebraska would move the needle prime time wise. Uh, but uh, for Trev Alberts to um, you know to to throw the, uh, the the commissioner kind of a lifeline um that that has to be noticed would you anticipate that there is a chance 
Uh, Black Friday, the Iowa game's not going to be there. We know that. Uh, but would Nebraska be in line to host a, a game in November at night? Oh, I mean, I, I don't you know. It's sort of embarrassing. I don't have that. I don't have the schedule memorized. The Wisconsin game is on the road. Yeah, that would be there at Wisconsin. But I think that would be a. a I do too. Date. Yep. Yeah, that was a really good candidate for a night game. Here, um, they play, Nebraska plays Michigan at Michigan State November fourth. I'm trying to think what happened. I don't think there is one. I don't. I don't think. It, yeah, it's at it's at Michigan State, Maryland, at Wisconsin, Iowa. We know the Iowa game's not going to be yeah. there. The yeah. Wisconsin game makes sense. The other, the only time you could host, I would think, would be Maryland, and I'm not sure NBC would want that in prime time. Yeah, I, I don't think so. So I, no, but but Trev, I, it makes sense for him to say that right now. I mean, leave it to me to put a negative spin on it, but but I mean, Nebraska's not really in a position of strength right now. I mean, it, if they if they ask Trev to do a somersault at the fifty-yard line, <laughs> yeah. have to do it. Yeah, yeah, he'd be practicing that's, that's tomorrow. Kind of, yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of where Nebraska's at right now. Yeah. It's not really that noble of a statement. If you're Nebraska, yeah, we'll we'll take what we can get right now. Um, Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016. For those in Iowa, crazy, and they're, and they're the only Power Five team that has. It. So uh, we're not operating. In a position of strength over on this side of the border. So, speaking of that side of the border, we'll uh, be making our way over on the wrong side of it coming up in November again. Black Friday, we see the Michigan State Penn State game will be the night game on NBC. Yeah. CBS has the rights, it sounds like, to the Iowa Nebraska game. Are we anticipating an 11 o'clock kickoff just to stay away from the NFL that'll start at 2 o'clock that day? Yeah, we are. I mean, that's. Yeah, one of the guys I work with today said that today that that they're that the TV guys over here are talking like that's almost a certainty that we're looking at 11 a.m. kickoff, yeah. which is fine, right? I mean, I don't care. I, I've I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't care when they kick off. It <laughs> they kick off at 1 a.m. or still got to be there. So, um, but yeah, that'll be good. It's, I'm I'm excited. It'll be it's Nebraska's good enough to push anybody and they're certainly good enough to push Iowa. I imagine it'll be another good game and pretty heated. If all you know, if all goes as what what we kind of expect, mm-hmm. um, which is these teams aren't all that good, but they're pretty good and they should be matched up pretty well. Yeah, which potentially I think really big stakes on the line for Iowa and uh, maybe postseason stakes on the line for, for Nebraska. Last thing for me, Sip, uh, week number two, uh, the, the Huskers go to, uh, to, uh, uh, to Boulder. Been a long time since you've been out in Boulder, uh, to see uh, Colorado. The ticket price to get in, I, I think I might have seen it on your site, Sip. Um, it's crazy how much they're asking for a ticket to that football game. Well, yeah, I mean, a minimum of about four hundred or three fifty, and they're if you if 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 we decided right now us three, well, let's go, let's go, just be fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would you would have to tell your wives that we're uh, we're gonna have to spend seven hundred on a ticket. I mean, yeah. that's the way it's gonna be. It's not gonna cost you your retirement, but it might set you back for a week or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's got it's gonna be wild. That's probably gonna be an eleven a.m. kickoff too, which will eleven a.m. Wow. kickoff, um, which will kind of cut down yeah. the wildness a little bit. But I anticipate. Well, come on, we were just there a couple years ago, two thousand nineteen, right? And, and it was wild. I mean, it was 
<laughs> it was uh, quite a scene in Boulder. There's still a rivalry. Yep. I mean, I know I fans don't. I don't. I wouldn't expect them to understand. But believe me when I tell you, it's still really hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's leftover heat, but it's hot. Um, hot, really hot. I mean, it's it's like when Nebraska, when Colorado won that game, I, I was amazed by, oh, just, I've told you guys before, I mean, just the sight of guys our age taunting Nebraska fans, grabbing their junk and pointing at them. I mean, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it got, it was something to behold, really. Uh, 30 seconds. How's Hoiberg uh, doing? To finish the year really well, obviously. Uh, and by the looks of things, he's doing what he did over here at Iowa State, and that's mining the transfer portal. Uh, we only have 30 seconds, sip, but so far, so good with him this year off season. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, I, he got some. Now, what they have is some, are some scores now. I mean, they bring back K State Tominaga, it looks like. They're going to have him back. And, they, and then they added shooters to the roster. They, it looks to me like they said real quick. They said, okay, Casey Tominaga is a, is a bear to deal with. Mm-hmm. But, but we're going to take a lot of pressure off of him because we're going to have three other shooters out there and good shooters. So, yeah, I think they're going to be a team that's hard to defend. Now, will they be able to defend? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, uh, t- take a, a piece of advice. You don't always have to. We don't see a lot of that over yeah. in Iowa City, and they get uh, to postseason. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Good to catch up with you, old friend. We're out of time, buddy. Right. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Have a have a great holiday, Sip. We will uh, talk to you down the road, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. Take care. Good to talk to you. Stephen Sipple on 3 Media and uh, 93.7, the ticket uh, mornings over in Lincoln. Miller and Condon, take a timeout. 10 before noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Heard a lot of John Fogarty yesterday. Oh, yeah? Proud Mary, I mean, which he wrote in Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Made a mega hit. Mega, mega, mega hit. I saw her in the, oh, I don't know, 70s, early 80s. Just, um, I was underneath the bowels of the Winnipeg Arena. I don't know why I was down there. Uh-huh. And she walked two feet, three feet beside, tiny little woman. Really? That's it. That's what I remember. The big hair throws you off. That and the big frills on the skirt. <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, boy, what a talent. What a yes. mega talent uh, that she was. Uh, so the call that you received during the break, there is a major traffic snafu going north uh, of Ankeny. We're, I heard the sirens from our house. We, we, um, there's a fire station right at the end mm-hmm. of our street. Um, That's why you wanted that place. Well, it was built afterwards, and all the neighbors are bitching and PO'd. We don't want it. It's going to hurt our property. Look. We're the youngest ones on the street. You've got an ambulance four doors down. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. And it's been used a couple of times, sadly. Um, but we, I heard them roll out about, I don't know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. And this thing is still ongoing, apparently, right? Yeah, I just got a text from Tom Downs, the 80s dad. Mm-hmm. And he said he's traveling north and fighting all Well, his plan route. was to travel north. <laughs> right. He said probably up north of Huxley before you can kind of cut oh. back over. It is still a standstill. Again, I don't know what it is. I'm looking at a picture from WHO-TV. They uh-huh. must have a traffic camera up there. Uh-huh. And there's a semi on its side that's blocking, and there's a, a fuel leak apparently. Um, like I don't know how long it's going to be before it starts getting cleaned up. Um, but it's a, it's a mess. Yes. Just a mess. That's never fun, is it? No, it's not. So what are you going to do? Are you going to cut through town? 
Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would th- that's probably the move. Mm-hmm. Hopefully get off on First Street. Although I can't because that uh, the street that I would use is closed down for it's construction season. In yes, the state it of is. Iowa, right? Dealt with that yesterday. Went over my son's last day at the Science Center at the preschool. And all that construction over there, it is a mess. Now, the kids love it. They look and watch it, all the construction oh, workers sure. doing their thing. They think that's cool. Is Ella out yet? No, they still got another week. Do they? Yeah, another week to go in West Des Moines before. Did they have some snow out. days or something that, that extended? I the... don't think there was a Maybe there was one, but mm-hmm. yeah, just push back a little bit. Come back. They usually, I think they go through Wednesday, and this year they go through Thursday. So there I, must have been I always, um, it struck me. When we, we went to June the 30th. What? Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, June, maybe the 29th, 30th. Isn't June like the only nice month you have up there? June, July. Okay. You're 100% right, Trent. I never understood it. But you guys go back like in the middle of August, yeah, right? Yeah. We were always the uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. It was that. So, I mean, you get it one way or the other, but um, yeah, I'd much rather have June off, I think. <laughs> yes. Oof. Chance to get out there and get a little fishing in. Absolutely. Are you taking the toll road to Chicago? Oh, probably. That's the only way to go, isn't it? It's, it's a lot kind quicker. Of, it is. Do you get one of those passes? No, I should, now that you say you that. You should, because yes. you can. Yeah, get it beforehand. Because mm-hmm. I always make that mistake. You're on the road. Oh, crap. Right. Oh, gee, why didn't I? And then I should have got change, uh-huh. and uh, it can slow you down a little bit. Instead of, what do they call it? Instapass or something pass? Quick pass? Yeah. Some pass. Uh, anyways, good stuff. All right, Mike Palm will join us to kick off hour number two. The details uh, for the Miller and Condon portion of the Want to Travel to Circa with us in the middle of August. That is up on our Twitter account, at Miller and Condon. Uh, you can see all the details there. You can click on the link. It's a 30% off your room rate. So, uh, And it's over. It's good over a weekend, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, our last trip out there was only a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now it's a, is it Tuesday through Saturday Tuesday night? through, su- yeah, through Saturday night, leaving on Sunday. Leaving yep. on Sunday. And yours, I, I hesitate to ask because I know you don't know yet when you're going to get out there. Thursday is what you're thinking tentatively? That's the hope. There's a real early flight that gets out saw there. saw that Allegiant. Yeah, get out there, have an opportunity to do the show. I don't know if I can get the equipment set up and turn it around that quickly. You might have to carry the first segment that day, but we'll get it all figured out. All the details and VIP access to Stadium Swim. Mm. We'll have a booth at the world's largest sports book. We'll have fun. Indeed, we will. I'll have more fun than you. (laughs) Mike Palm from Circuit kicks off Hour 2 next. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.